Hi, this is Erica Bogan. Thank you for listening to the I Am Spartan podcast with Scott Knowles. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? Got a cool episode here. Kelly Sullivan is going to tell us about the event she was at this past weekend called Ruckfest. And we also talk about how she found OCR, and we go into a little bit of ultra prep and talking about the Killington Ultra since it's only a few weeks away. Are you ready for it? Is anybody ever really ready for it? I'm sure Josh Fiore is always ready for the Killington Ultra. But anyway, here's the interview with Kelly Sullivan. Kelly Sullivan, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Kelly, now, I, I, I think before we set this up, you said that you were like on the road or something like that. So <laughs> what do you do for a living? Yeah, so I actually, I was a teacher and I worked for a curriculum and I travel around uh the united states and i teach the teachers me oh well that's probably a better gig by far yeah i'm like that <laughs> yeah because kids these days can be like awful man it's this new generation coming up i don't have any kids so i, I guess i really can't i talk. have cats you have cats <laughs> well that works too right mm-hmm. so kelly you just had a big weekend at uh that uh what was it ruck fest that they did in new jersey or whatever Yes, sir. That quite a big weekend that I, I haven't really gotten to fully sneak it in because I literally left and traveled to, to where I am right now for work. But yeah, I, I pleasantly surprised myself and I'm living the high. It's, it's, it's awesome. So tell us a little bit about that event. I listened to uh, Obstacle Running Adventures and, and um, I think he interviewed you a little bit and they had like a trail that was on what? Saturday and then they had the games and then like a team challenge on Sunday or something like that yeah so that that's the hardest part to explain because um Rockfest is comprised of the trail and the games so you could just do the trail you could just do games but in order to compete for Rockfest you had to do both and that was all on Saturday right so they were still considered like separate events so we had like awards for the trail um, that was a like six and three quarters uh, mile trail in the trails there. It was gorgeous. It was marked great. Um, women had twenty pound ruck the whole time. Men had thirty pound ruck. Um, I ended up winning that. Sweet. And then the games comprised of two events that started in the afternoon, um, and then just the games. I ended up coming in third. Rachel Waters destroyed it. It was great. Lisa uh, Rosnitsky, Rosnowski, I can never say her name good. Uh, yeah. She came in second. I came in third for that. But then your combined time from trail and games, uh, if you qualified for the top eight in that, then you moved on to like your rock fest events. Oh, sweet. Uh, so yeah. he, Mike recorded the guy telling the instructions. I guess it was, I guess it was Mike that was telling yeah. the instructions of everything that you had to do for the games, and 
I, I hope that the visual helped because listening to him tell this, it sounded like a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. It's, so that's the thing. Cause even while we were getting briefed, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to remember all this. And I was also like, I don't even know if I could do all this. And that was the coolest thing about the event the whole weekend was we were put in these things that I've never done before. Cause I, I've done OCR, I do CrossFit. Like I lift heavy, I run, but they're usually separated. Um, so it, it like, it's really cool that like, you can put your body through this and your body's like, yeah, we can do this. We're good. Um, but no, it was very, it was done very well. And they had volunteers for everything that were directing us where to go. Um, the one event did have a lot of pieces in it. So listening to it, it probably sounded so confusing, It did, but yeah. And even we asked a million and one questions about it, but when we ran it and got through it, everything was fine. Like there were people directing because a lot of the things are in one place and they kept track of where we were too. So as we like made the turn to get to the next thing, they would like yell out where we were going. So it ran so smoothly. I I saw a video on somebody's Instagram story where y'all were just throwing what appeared to be like a really heavy bag and like you would throw it over your shoulder and kind of step away from it. And then somebody else would come and pick up your same bag was that part of the team challenge? No, that wasn't actually. Um, so the final, final, well, the top eight went to the final events for Ruckfest, and then it was elimination along the way. So we did one evolution. They call them evolutions. Uh, I just called it a workout. But we did one <laughs> event, evolution, and then the top five made it to the next event. And then we did an event, and the top three made it to the finals. And part of the finals was doing 20 sandbag over shoulders, but the kicker was there was only two sandbags for three people. Well, that kind of seems like it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it was um, interesting, but they, they gave good rules with it and it totally made sense. And we were all totally fine with it. I mean, we all know each other anyway. So uh, basically it was, if you toss it over your shoulder and then you go for the bag again, it's yours. But wow. if you are like huffing and puffing and you're not going right for your next rep, whoever's waiting could take it and start doing reps. So, I mean, we just kept communicating anyway. We're not like assholes to each other. So right. if we knew we were resting. It's like, hey, look, hey, whoever wants to come on, come on. Or like, does anyone need to go or want to go? So It seems like the person it, that got it, it to go really first had an advantage though. <laughs> It seems like the first person that got to go first had the advantage. <laughs> yes and no. So in a sense, yeah, because they, they got to start their reps. But, like, depending on how you paced it and how much rest you took, um, Rachel ended up finishing her sandbag over shoulders, like, 20 seconds before me, 30 seconds before me. So I ended up catching up pretty close to her. And then after that was a final rope climb. And she ended up just... I don't know if, like, just her forearms or upper body was just burned out, but she went to go up the rope and fell off. Oh, no. And that was the same thing. There was only one rope for all of us to use. So as soon as she fell off, I went and I got my rope climb. So that's how I ended up winning. Hell, yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. So, yeah, so depending on how you paced it, 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 it kind of worked out because we still had to get that rope climb at the end. Cool. And so you and Rachel and Zach all teamed up for the crew that was on Sunday, too, right? And y'all won that. Yeah, that's what made it so cool. So we all competed in everything on Saturday. Um, and Zach ended up getting fourth on Saturday. So he still went through most of the workouts also. So we're all like bang to shit. And we come back for the next day for the team, which is great because me and Rachel right away were like, I'm so glad that we're not competing against each other. Anymore. <laughs> we can actually help each other out. 
And yeah, we just, we powered through, we worked out, we worked so well together. We've never, we're, all three of us aren't really big on team events, but like our communication was totally on point. Um, we worked really well together. Like there was no arguments with anything. It was just like, we would throw out ideas and if it worked, we kept going with it. If it didn't, we switched it up and yeah, we ended up winning that too. Now, was there like a little DECA event for the team Yo, to do in there? Yes, what was there that? was. So team event had six total evolutions. The fifth evolution was triple Deca strong Holy shit. with rocks. So everything got tripled because there's three of us. Um, and with the team event too, we ended up having one rock that was heavier. So we had to bring an extra 30 pound plate with us and we had to go in one of the bags. Hmm. So one of us, Zach most of the time, was holding 30 extra pounds in his rock already. And then we had to go through Deca Strong times three. So it was it was pretty spicy, but we all like finished and we were like, that was really awesome. Wow. I imagine you were just sore all over Monday morning. Not as bad as I thought. Like I've been trying to rock something every day. So like I'll oh. either walk a mile or I'll try to run or even just like around the house, around the gym, I'll just have my rock on. So my legs actually felt really good. My shoulders and my upper body are still like extremely sore. And I like one of my shoulders is totally like burned off in a sense, because not only do we have the rock, but we had a log, we had to carry a bunch of times. Mm. So, um, more so that than sore. I actually feels better than I thought I would. That's nuts. Well, Kelly, I've never had you on the show before, and I know I've heard like kind of how you got into the sport on somebody else's podcast. It was, it was probably Mike's, or weren't you on Link Endurance one time too? It's possible. I know I've been. I've talked to Matt a couple times. Right. I've talked to Mike at least once or a couple times. Um, yeah, I've been around a long time. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I was checking out your athletes, and I and I saw that you've been you've been doing this. What was it since like 2012? You did your first Spartan. My first Spartan was 2012. My first OCR, I did Warrior Dash in 2011. Right. So how did you get into all this? And did you have like an athletic background growing up? Yes. So I played softball um, probably since I was like three. Oh, wow. Uh, so I played softball my whole life. I played it through college um, on a D2 softball team and then didn't really know what I was doing. And my dad actually got into running when I was smaller and... He got me to run with him because I was in like middle school, high school. So I started running with him. So I was road running at the time. And I was doing, I was, I grew up in Long Island. So I was doing like all the New York City races. I did the marathon a bunch of times. And then mm. after, after college, uh, just one of my buddies was like, Hey, there's this race that looks pretty cool and it's all muddy and stuff. Do you want to try it out? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, it seems fun. Why not? So that was the Warrior Dash. And then I was hooked since. So. I owe it to him that uh, he got me into this. Hmm. So where did you do your first Spartan race at? Where was that? Um, I believe, if I'm remembering back correctly, this is so long ago, I'm pretty sure my first Spartan was City Field. Mm-hmm. And then I think I ended up doing Jersey. Jersey or Tuxedo. Um, but the ones local around there. And then I tried to, I started branching out once I got to know about like OCR, the different series, the different leaderboards. And, uh, different things I could do with it. What was your first race like at Jersey? Um, long. <laughs> <laughs> so I started 20, 2012 to 2014. 
I was just doing open waves. So like that was like I would just drive up in the afternoon. I'd like get McDonald's on the way and just like have fun with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I found myself just kind of like not getting annoyed, but just like I wanted more with it. Like I'm a very competitive person. So I didn't like waiting at the lines for the obstacles. So I was like, well, let's just, they didn't have age group then either. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm just going to jump into elite and see how it goes. Right. So yeah, 2015, I started jumping to elite and uh, now, now I'm here. I guess it went pretty well. Cause aren't, aren't you, you, are you still on the pro team? I know how they kind of went away with it and. It yeah, it's definitely different now. Um, I, I, it's not considered a pro team anymore. So yes, I'm a pro athlete. I'm right. tier three for athlete, but I know I, I'm not traveling as much for the races. I'm not doing the big series. Right. Um, my jam was like stadium series and mountain series when they had it. So yeah. once they switched it just to the national series, I was just kind of bummed about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just with the, the the amount of travel and just the cost of everything, I don't have paid sponsors. I have like gear sponsors and whatnot who I fully appreciate, and they're, they've been helping me out for years. But just the, the cost for it just didn't uh, – didn't seem as worth it to me this year. What did they give you as tier three, just like a season pass and some gear pretty much? Season, yeah, a season pass, and I believe we got like, I don't even remember, yeah, $100 merch credit or something like that, something, something where we can get, get merchandise for uh, our outfits. And I'm still waiting on, we're supposed to be getting a, a, the podium shirt and the headband, but I haven't seen or heard anything about that yet this year. Oh man, that's a bummer. We're already like more than halfway through 2020, 2022. So yeah. And we'll see. I don't, not to like start shit on here, but like, it's in the contract, you can start so shit on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the contract, but even last year, last year we were supposed to get new ones. We didn't get anything all last year. So right. I'm not exactly holding my breath with it. Well, don't lose that headband in the dunk wall. You might have to keep using it. Well, that was the thing. I lost one last year. <laughs> I was banking on getting another one, but I have two, so at least it works. I totally called that one, didn't I? <laughs> so, um, yeah, being a pro team member, it's and and like you said, like being tier three, it's totally not worth it, especially now that they've got these national series races that are, you know, across the border in Mexico and in Canada. Yep. That travel's expensive, man. Well, and for, at least for the Elite Series, um, two, there was only one that was on the east, east side, if I'm not remembering correctly. Yeah. I'm trying to think back. But everything else was either out west or, like, yeah, like I said, Canada and Mexico. Yep. So I was then going to do the Age Group Series because I was like, at least there's more on the east coast or close enough where I can finagle the travel. And then I only – I think how I looked at it, I only had to go out west once. Right. But even when I was looking at prices, that was when, like, plane tickets were insane. Yeah. Even more insane than they are now. So, I'm like, for an age group, I, I love to do it because I know so many people in age group also. I knew it would be a great time, but same thing. It just wasn't wasn't worth – the justification wasn't there. Yeah. It's, and, yeah, I've never chased the, the series either just because it was so much, you know, to travel. And and you're East Coast local. Where are you from now? Uh I'm in Gardner, Massachusetts now. Right. So, I mean, you're dominantly, you know, here on the East Coast. So, and a lot of times those races on the West Coast would be like the same weekend or the weekend before. Yeah. And it just, it don't make sense to travel to something over there when you can get something close to home and save money, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's my only thing that I was bummed about was I did do the National Series last year and I did well for myself, but I was recovering from surgery. So, like, 
I surprised myself because I, I believe I ended up top 20. Oh, wow. Which is more than I thought that I would. I had shoulder surgery, so I didn't think I would do anything. But um, I was hoping hoping to be able to do it this year just to kind of, like, see how I could really do healthy. But, um, you know, I'm just doing what I can. Well, you've had some podiums already this year, too, right? Yes, sir. It's been pretty good. Podium to Bethel, podium on Sunday in Luton. Uh, National Stadium, I won, which is really awesome. Right. So, yeah. Still good year. Still having fun with it. And still doing the races that I love to do around here, so. Right. Um, You going to West Virginia next weekend? I am not. Oh, man. I know. I'm still a little, a little not, not happy about the bees that were there last year. Oh, (laughs) man. Yeah. Yeah, those ground hornets. I got torn up. I think I got bit like three or four times. I got sung three times and it was crazy and i don't even know if if you know the story but one of the other elite chicks uh, natalie natalie miano uh i never say her name right i know she, you're talking about. she she got stung a lot mm. <laughs> like 30 times and Holy i was crap. in the woods with her and all i remember hearing is screaming and it just like taunts me like it, it was like a scary movie and i'm just like i'm okay with not going back there and having that occur again so, no, taking a week off. I've been traveling both for work and races the past, like, couple weeks straight. So, I just, I'm just going to have a week at home and hang out. Right on. I hear you. How many races have you done total? Do you know? Like, how many Spartan races? Do you know? Like, lifetime total? Yeah. I was at, um, before this year, I think I was at 174 or something. I think I'm, like, the top chick for total races oh wow so i'm probably i should be checking that because i'm probably getting close to 200 and i feel like i should know whenever that would be i never keep track i always end up having an extract hour (laughs) jack's good with stats but does jack keep up with the open wave races he might not have those in your count um that i'm not sure actually but i know i'm like actually trying to grab my computer and see if it's in so i think i heard on i guess it was the episode before last on mics that you said that you were going to killington to do the ultra this year yep (laughs) yeah i i told myself last year so last year i came in third and i told myself i was absolutely done with killington I tell myself that every time i do it too but i'm decided apparently i'm not done with killington (laughs) yeah so yeah, it, it should be a good time. Um, I, I love Killington. I'm nothing against Killington. I've done the Ultra. I've done completed the Ultra. I want to say three times. Um, I DNF'd once. I've done the Beast before. I do the Sprint usually also. So, and I've been there since, I think the first time I did the Beast, it was 2013. So, like, I've been there forever. Um, so, I was like... I, I finally had a podium in the sprint in the beast and the ultra, and I'm like, cool, I'm done now. <laughs> um, my girlfriend's racing, and she's doing her first ultra there. She's on the beast there, but she's doing her first ultra there. Right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll run again. <laughs> mm. So was the year that <laughs> you did? Was the year that you DNF'd? Was that 2019, or did you finish it that year? That no, that's when I DNF'd. 
Yeah, because I remember seeing you there, and I was looking through your results, and I didn't see a result for that one, and I was wondering if you finished Yeah, and the, I, I don't have a good reason for it, and that that's what bothered me, so that's why I had to come back. But 2019, I was actually dealing with a foot injury, mm. so I was I was in a, an ankle brace the whole year. Right. And just with the incline, because when you're in the ankle brace, you can't really flex, you can't flex your foot at all or move mm-hmm. it, so all the incline and decline just... I wasn't landing correctly. I like tweaked my knee all position in third place, but I was just miserable. So I always told myself that like, if I'm miserable, I'm not going to continue. Like I, I, I love racing. It's a big part of my life and I always want to be happy with it. Right. So I literally got into transition and they were trying to hand me like the leader bib. And I was like, no, nope, you can cut my band. I'm oh. like, I, I'm good. Dang. Yeah, that was the year it was cold and rainy, too. Yeah, and that wasn't even a bother. Like, I had enough gear. I was warm. That wasn't a problem. The swim was okay. I don't like swimming anyway. But, like, I got through the swim fine. I didn't get too cold. I have Raynards, too, so, like, that always worries me. Me, too. I was absolutely fine, though. It was just, like, I was just not happy at that point. So, I'm like, let me just just take this. It's totally fine. Um, Because if I went back out, I don't think I would have enjoyed anything and it was great because then rachel waters actually came in after me i like helped her fix her stuff up and she ended up taking third so i was really happy for her with that yeah that was um that was and that was that year when you got to the top of the mountain too and the wind was blowing so freaking hard the wind it was like rainy it was like kind of snowy but rainy it was it was not fun and that's the thing too like once you were up there I ended up just falling off of everything, so I'm just sitting there doing my like little sad burpees, and I'm like, <laughs> "This isn't this isn't fun anymore." Yeah, because what was up there? It was either Beater or Twister. Twister. And man, it yeah, I think I made it, but it was super close. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, "Well, that was on my first lap," and then I'm like, "So I'm not gonna make it this lap." <laughs> so. I've never been yeah. able to do the Tarzan swing underneath the bridge on the second lap. The first lap, I can go through it and do it fine, and I guess I'm just fatigued on the second lap. I've never been able to do it. I've done so tried it three I've, times. I've never gotten that. I think that's the only obstacle ever that I've never gotten. Um, it's what's the... I, I don't like water, so once I'm in the water, I'm like just trying not to panic or hyperventilate. <laughs> and I can get up. I can get across almost. I've gotten almost all the way across but then i can't get that big swing in for the last one and now it's just hard on my shoulder so oh yeah I bet. we'll see th- we'll see this year if i I'm, i know there's still the rumor and I, i'm just waiting to hear what's going on but right so we'll they're saying there's not going to be a swim i don't know why there wouldn't be but they're saying there's a lot of construction going on because you know they crushed the lodge altogether. yes and they're building another lodge but you can still go online and look at the webcams that they have there. And they got one that's kind of looking towards that lodge a little bit. And yeah. it looks like it's not that bad. You know, like you can, I mean, it looks like you can still run around in that area and it's not that bad. The best I can tell. But I don't see why they'd have to cut out, you know, the swim unless it's just like maybe a volunteer issue and they're, assuming they're not going to have a lot of volunteers because I know a lot of the races have been cut short anyway, and I'm sure it takes a lot of volunteers to do the swim for sure. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I know that was another thing that was brought up. Lack of volunteers and also with, depending on the amount of people on the swim, I know for that they need a lot more lifeguards there. 
Yeah. Then it's not only just like that and the traverse under the bridge, but then it's also the penalty loop is a swim also. So you need more lifeguards out there as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's just like a hiring issue also, but I don't like to assume anything. I just I'm that's right. and I, with it. I'm the same way. And they're saying that the start will be at Bear Mountain instead yes. too. So that'll be interesting. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because that's usually and, where they do the ultra loop. But that, I, like, I don't mind that. I don't either. People get picky with stuff, and I'm just like, well, that changes it up, which I don't really mind. <laughs> I mean, and and that's kind of me. I'm I'm looking at this as a new adventure at Killington, you know, something to change it up. Because once you've done it a few times, it's kind of like any race, you know, you're used to, okay, I remember going up this steep-ass hill, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and then I think it's cool. Like, I like both ends of that, where, like, either you do it kind of the same way every year, so you don't really have to think as you're going through the race. Yes. Because you know where it's going to go, or it's going to change up, and you're like, hey, this was at the start last time, or this was at the middle last time, and you can kind of see how they recreated right. uh, a whole new race for it, which I think is cool. Uh, anything that can distract me from, like, the suffer fest that's going on, I'll take. Yeah, that, and that's me. You know, I just look at it as, you know, it's a new adventure. I know a lot of people were bummed that we weren't going to Asheville, or, and we were going to this yeah. new venue, and there wasn't a lot of high hopes for the venue at Newberry, but I thought it was a great venue, and I, I'm I'm all open for doing, uh, you know, a new venue, especially one that's close to home, too. Yeah, I feel like I'm just, like, the person that's, like, I'm just happy to be here. Like, right. If I can race and I can have a good time, like, that's it. I'm good. That's all I need. Yeah, that's me, man. I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I just, I love to race, hang out with my peeps, and just have fun. Yeah, so I have a quick update before your next question because I finally got onto my sparring. I'm at 183 races. Shit, yeah, that's a lot. For a lifetime. That is a lot. So <laughs> since 2012, what does that average out to be? I'm not a mathematician, but you teach teachers, so you should know that right off the top of your head. Uh, so 11 years, so well, ten, about 18 a year, but my highest for a year is like 47, I think. And Holy that was like shit. Crazy, crazy year. I want to say, like, my highest for one year, like, might be 26. And, you know, that's, like, yeah. me counting, like, multiple laps of a sprint, too. So. I was just going to say that, and for this on here, the 183 is not counting me just, like, doing other laps for fun. Because I used to do those all the time. Right. Dang. You've probably got more races than anybody. Um, Last I checked, I'm trying to see if I can look at the leaderboard. Last I checked, I was second to you i believe it was donahue uh, i was about to say which yeah, makes sense yeah i was about to say unless donahue because he's been doing it since maybe 2011 maybe yeah and i i we had this conversation i think a couple years ago and he's like you're right behind me uh, <laughs> but i think it was donahue and then me for like overall total races oh, that's cool yeah so why are you nervous about water <laughs> I just never like water, which is weird because I grew up in Long Island. But like I was, I never liked beaches. <laughs> I got like first in the swim lessons when I was little, so I could swim. I don't, I, I can't not swim, but I just don't like it. Wow. And um, I used to, and still at times, but like I used to get really bad panic attacks running, especially if it was like a weighted run or stuff like that. And even with breakfast, with having the extra weight on you and whatnot, because you know that like constricts your breathing anyway, right? Um. I caught myself, like, starting to hyperventilate a bunch of times. Oh, wow. So just in water, that just scares me of, like, hey, if this happens while I'm, like, trying to float and swim, I'm not going to be able to do that. So I just try to keep myself out of that situation if possible. So it, it, it might not be, like, a water thing. It's just, like, a, you know, about your breathing. 
Yeah, it, it's, it's mainly that. And it's not too bad. It's that I've actually made it hilarious during races because it's just <laughs> like, you're talking about West Virginia. West Virginia usually has a swim also. Yeah. And people will say like, oh, like, I don't like that. We have to wear the life, life vest. And I'm like, I'm very glad we have to wear the life vest. <laughs> I had before, the one time, I went to Tahoe in 2015. And I did the swim there. And it's freezing. And literally, I had the kayak come up next to me. And they're like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just look like I'm dying. I promise I'm not. So now it's kind of a running joke that I like call out to the lifeguard right away and be like, you really don't have to worry about me. I promise. I'm just going to look really terrible. I remember the first time we went to West Virginia, you know, and we had the swim with, with when you had to actually swim. And yes. I didn't tighten up that life vest, and it was all up in my throat, choking me That's any damn terrible. way. Yeah, I like I help me. I tighten it all the way. Like I will take the extra thirty seconds to right. make sure it's all neat perfectly, because then I know I can move quicker and get right. out of there quicker. So why don't you like the beach? You said you didn't like the beach. Is it because of the sand? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big sand person, but I guess I'm getting used to it more because, like, oh my gosh, with with Ruckfest, we get we got dirty, we got sandy. And I was not a fan, but it was kind of cool. But yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of sand and seaweed and stuff. Yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> so, what are you doing to prepare for Killington this year? <laughs> Anything different out of the ordinary, or have you just done enough ultras that you just kind of winging it? Yeah, not, I mean, even with that, it's not really winging it. It's just like, my body, I already know that my body can handle it. Um, I haven't hiked as much as I have in previous years, but I've done a lot more rucking. Right. So I feel like that's kind of evened out, and I'm going to keep doing that. But um, really just trusting myself. I know I know my body can handle just trying to keep up with recovery stuff. Um, I use a riverbend all the time. I have compression boots just trying to keep myself as fresh as possible. So, that's really it. Like you said, I'm just kind of like, I'm a, I'm a vet, a veteran for that. So, so I know that your girlfriend has to be kind of freaking out about it. What are you doing to kind of like help her get ready for this race? Oh no, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> hey, I don't know if she has anything. Um, she hikes better than I can. Um, and she's done ultras before, so she's did right. done Jersey before, did Ohio before. Um, just has always done the beast. At Killington, so just never kind of stepped up to that. So, but um, so she knows what to expect. We we joked about it last year because for Palmerton, like her hiking was faster than my hiking. Oh wow! I was like, dude, like you crush it. (laughs) Oh, she'll be ready then. Yeah. So, (laughs) explain to people kind of like what your strategy is, like when you go to Killington. Let's give some people some tips. I, can, can I put like a warning that this is not something that anyone should follow? I always tell people like I'm the worst to ask about ultra stuff. <laughs> I mean, we're this close to the race, so people pretty much should have a good strategy and check. We just want to hear how sure. you do it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I I work so much off of my body, and that's why like people kind of be like, "Well, what do you do for nutrition? What do you do for this? What do you do for that?" Like, you just gotta learn what works for you. Um. I do know, and I'm still working on, um, I'm not good with fueling um, during long races only because, like, I get into the race and then, like, I'm not hungry and it's hard for me to keep down stuff and still push myself. 
from modifying what works for you. Um, I try not to carry as much. I'll still keep a water pack on me and like some snacks. I use sports beans, um, honey stinger. I keep everything prepared. So when I get into the transition, I don't have to think. Because usually by that point, you can't really think about stuff anyway. Right. So I try to have everything as prepared early as possible so I can just like take my water pack off and put my new water pack on that's already packed up and ready to go. But I like to, for me personally, I'm always like to push the first lap um, to get myself in like a comfortable place and then just like grind out the second lap. And usually I love the second lap because there's more people on course. Right, me too. And I, I will talk to anyone and everyone to distract myself and to just like help people out. So if you're still there, when I'm on my second second loop, I'm going to be talking to you. Right. See, and I always do that too. I always go out too hard and too fast on the first lap. And then on the second lap, it's like, okay, I'm coming out of transition and here's the first hill. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to power hike this because I'm out of uphill running. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're going to be power hiking that by that point anyway. And I guess that's what's in my mind is like, I know what my body can handle once it's at its fatigued, exhausted state. So, like, right. you're going to be at that point anyway, and I know I can push it maybe not as fast as I pushed it the first time around, but, right. like, I know I'm going to keep moving there. I know I'm going to keep moving there. I know I'm going to grind it until I finish. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I always think to myself, you know, if I don't stay, like, with the pack and I just concentrate on pacing – I wonder if it would turn out better, you know. And I, I mean, I'm not saying like from an actual pace, just kind of pace like maybe like off of a heart rate or just kind of like on perceived effort and just kind of knocks yes. that back a little bit. I wonder if it would fare better, you know. But probably, I'll probably. I've been never trying to try. do that more, especially with the longer races, because there's a lot more ultra runners that are way faster and like even. Ohio last year, I tried to keep up with, um, I'm trying to think, who was there? Hannah. Oh, I can't think of her last name. Not Hannah Carter, was it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Hannah Carter, I tried to say, I tried to keep up with her. And I'm like, what are you doing? I got like four miles in and I was huffing and puffing and gas. And I was like, Hannah, go. I'm like, can you just go so I can, I can like get myself back to normal. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I definitely try to do that. I always go out hot. I always start out hot, but then like from that, I know I can find my pace. So I've been a lot better with like once I'm out and going or, like that first half mile, mile in that I can like pull it back and feel how my body's feeling and just kind of take it from there. Yeah. Hannah is a beast. I think like she's on like a 10 miles per day running streak like she's been doing it for i don't know over a year or something like that she runs 10 miles every day it's incredible that's incredible and insane and i I wish i could get to that point i wish i could do that it's just traveling for work and whatnot i can't get in as much as i would like to training wise so yeah and she's minimalist too like she runs in like those vivo barefoot shoes a lot too yep Mm -hmm. yeah which uh i prefer you know i like minimalist shoes but that Vivo barefoot, that's a little too much for me. I've never used the Vivo. Um, I was using Meros when I, like, started. Right. Uh, I, I wear Altras. I've been wearing Altras out, oh, my gosh, like, six, seven years now. So, those are my go-to. 
Weren't you uh, Weren't you on the red team at one time? I was on the red team in the past, I think, five years. Um, I did not make it this year, but that's what I understand. It's been a while now, and I know um, they were talking about that, too, just getting new faces, getting new people. And I get that. Like, I, 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 you can only reach out to so many people over so much time. So they've been great to me over the past five years. I still use them. I still promote them. Um, right. They've been the best shoes for my feet. Uh, I had foot issues. I, I told you I was in a boot. Uh, the brace in 2019. I had foot surgery in 2016, so they've been the best shoes since then. So. Well, to me, I, I I would I agree with you, but to me, the best shoe they had for OCR was the King MT, and they the don't Kings. make it anymore. <laughs> Do you, so I'm still wearing mine. <laughs> I have two pairs all in them, and I'm just hoping they stay together <laughs> another season. Yeah, I have two pairs that I'm kind of going back and forth to. And I'm just trying to, and I've already run ultras in a cup and in those. Now, the only time I wear them is for races. I've got another pair that's got a big hole in the side of it that I kind of <laughs> use those for training runs. But man, it's, it's sad. I can't believe they got rid of that shoe. Like they're my, that's my ultra go-to shoe. I love them for ultras. I know. And that's upsetting because I feel like it was, because that same time when they stopped making their OCR shoes, when they stopped working with Spartan, I was like, oh, oh man. There's still a lot of us that use your shoe. You can find them randomly right. on like Amazon or eBay, and I've been like trying to look. But um, yeah, all mine, I have two pairs that I cycle, and they have so many holes in them, and I'm just trying. The treads are so good because I only wear them racing. Yeah. But they're starting to, they're starting to break down. <laughs> That's a bummer, man. I know. And I, I gotta see. I could. I've used their Lone Peaks and Superiors before, but I use them for hiking, so I'm not. In my mind, that's just like not a race shoe, but I might not have a choice soon. I would, if man, I would do Lone Peak before I would do Superior. Superiors have no kind of trail grip on like wet. You know, the the tread's oh, not yeah. deep enough. Yeah, because they're just yeah. trail. They're not. They don't have the the. Oh my gosh, the grip. I've used the Lone Peaks for like trail races, and and they're okay. okay. They're okay, but I still yeah, prefer the MTs, man. So upsetting. It is. It is. So here's a funny story. So we did the New Jersey Ultra this year, and uh, you know we hung around the venue after the race, and so after the Ultra, you know I rinsed off my shoes and I went and put my my bag in the car and I put my. Uh, shoes on top of the car so they could dry out you know yeah. and then when we left the race we drove off and i forgot my shoes were on the roof of the car they were on the roof of the car no yeah and um so i had i had a spare you know a spare pair so it wasn't no big deal but i wanted to get them back because they still had good use left in them they were so good yeah no i would be i would Okay. And uh, <laughs> so we got back to the hotel and I messaged my buddy Corey. And I was like, hey, man, go walk around the parking lot and see if you can find them because he was still there. And uh, he couldn't find them. And so on the way back, when we got like maybe three miles away from the venue, we started coming into the venue real slow on Sunday. And we saw one just fail off right in the middle of the road. It was on the yellow stripes. Nobody had run over it yet. So I jumped out of the car and picked it up, you know, and we went in and we ran the super. And, you know, when I got done with the super, 
I went back and just walked down the road and just see if I could find it. And sure as shit, I found the other one that was like off are in the bushes. Saying, are you going to say, there's usually a bunch of people that should have stabbed in the parking lot. <laughs> I know. They used to do donations like back in the day. Yeah. Well, Spartan and I think Tough Mudder, they used to have like bins out where you could donate your donate shoes. Donate them, yeah. Donate them. And I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. I know, I hadn't seen it either. <clears throat> but anyway, so, uh, Kelly, what do you usually have in your drop bin? <laughs> I'm the worst with this. <laughs> so, I will say right now, I'm going to preface again that this is not... So, you're a night before chick? <laughs> um, this is what works for me. So... I'm trying to think what I had in Jersey. So I usually have at least one Red Bull, if not multiple. Um, uh, out Red, I, I say Out Red religiously. So I usually have extra with me for transition to shake again. Salt tabs, um, Cheez-Its are my, I'm always with Cheez-Its. Uh, those are my go-to snack for anything just because the salt, the carbs, they help. Um, and the cheese. And the cheese, of course. <laughs> Some sort of candy. So I'll either have, usually I have Skittles with me for the second lap because that's like my happiness. Right. Um, and so, most times I have gummy bears also, but those are usually for after the race. Um, oh my gosh. I have like the worst stuff in my bin. I can't, if you, anyone who knows me well knows that I always have mints with me. So I usually have an extra pack of mints in there. Uh, my hydration pack is filled with everything that I need so I can just take my hydration pack off and put Smart. it in so I can put a new one on. Um, and Duralite, if I have, I actually have not been using it as much this year. But that's kind of it. <laughs> like, I really don't have much in my bin because um, I don't really eat that much. Right. But I usually have more snacks for after. So I'll have like a bag of chips for after. It's just like I always tell people, like, have something that will make you happy. Like, I used to eat chocolate-covered espresso beans. Um, oh, yeah, I love those. Some sort of... Right? And it gives you the energy, too. Mm -hmm. Some sort of candy. Um, I use sports beans. Those are, like, my go-to for any race. I'll have sports beans on me at all times. Um, and then just any extra gear that I might possibly need. I'll keep, like, extra socks if needed. Mm. Arm sleeves, gloves, uh, headlamps, obviously. Right buffs if needed but yeah use my bin doesn't have too much and like other than that just for after the race i'll have like some jack daniels or you know some some other stuff to make me happy something spicy <laughs> some spicy to help out you know <laughs> so like going into an ultra like this what would be like your routine like coming up to the race, like, do you have like a routine that you're going to do like Friday night before this race? Like, no. what do you do Saturday morning <laughs> I, before this I race? I try. I always make an attempt, right. but it never actually occurs. As is the nice thing with Killington is it's um, closer for me now that I'm in Massachusetts already, so we can get there earlier. But the nice thing is I'm driving also, so I can bring my boots with me, um, compression boots. Right. I have boots and hips, so I'll use those just to, like, help out, especially after a drive. Um, that's always helpful. I'll do a shakeout run uh, two or three miles, nothing too crazy. 
Riverbend, I pretty much bathe in that stuff. <laughs> like, I wish I had, like, a shower gel. Like, I, I literally bathe in it. It's incredible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I usually try to keep it low-key. I try not to do too much, have a nice dinner. Um, I focus more on protein just because I know I don't eat as much during the race. So if I can up my protein the night before and up my water, I'll have liquid IVs the night before just to keep the electrolytes up and my liquid consumption up and try to get to bed early, but I'm, I'm not a good sleeper before big races. Yeah. I don't think anybody is. I don't think anyone is either. (laughs) I wish I could be. I do too. Um, I've tried, I've used sleep elite for a while. Um, but a lot of times too, before an elite, uh, before an elite, before an ultra, you're up at like three, four o'clock anyway. So right. I can't take sleep elite then cause I won't wake up. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do that either. Yeah. But then just making sure I have everything and I always check in the day before. So I get there, get my number, get my bib, get everything. I don't drop my bin off. Only because I'm usually not organized yet. That's that's the best way to be. <laughs> Drop your bin off the morning of and make sure you've got of. enough time so to I get organize there. everything, have it all done, and then I know where it is. But I like to get to the venue the day before and kind of walk around and see what it looks like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That way in the morning I know where I'm going right away. Right. That way you ain't looking for everything in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, because th- that's a hard thing, too. Mm-hmm. At like, one, it's 5 o'clock in the morning anyway. I'm not awake at that time. <laughs> so it's good to know where you're going, where everything is beforehand. So are you eating like a breakfast before the race? What are you, what, like, are you taking any supplements? What are you doing before the race? Um, I try to eat. I'm terrible at it. Um, I try, I, I'm trying to find stuff I like. I used to do like cereal and I'll just do like dry cereal. Um, I tried oatmeal before I'm not, not big on oatmeal i don't wake up early enough to actually make food so last year i we were staying with a couple of friends and he actually one of my friends actually made me a like uh bacon egg and cheese sandwich which was glorious it was the most amazing thing ever mm. but like other than that i'll just have like i have like peanut butter crackers just something something with like a little bit of carbs a little bit of protein that i can down in the morning on the way and hope for the best and hope for the best so is that is so is that pretty much it there's not like something that you do that you think is you know key to your success before races um like superstitions or anything like that trying to stay organized because if i don't have my like race bag set and my bin set then I already know I can't really sleep much, so that means I really won't be able to sleep if I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where my outfit is, I don't know where my shirt is, I don't know my, I like, I don't have my order done, so I try to just get everything prepared as really possible, so I'm not, my mind isn't spinning when I'm trying to sleep. Right. So, what advice would you give to anybody that's planning on doing the Vermont Ultra for the first time? Keep moving. Keep that's moving. literally it. That's all it is. It's literally just keeping one foot in front of the other. And the biggest thing that helps me, like I, I said it before, on especially on the second lap, the first lap is really hard because there's not a lot of people around you. So you get into kind of that dark place at times where you're like, wow, I'm running by myself for these past five miles and this is how the whole day is going to be. But that second lap, as if you just start talking to people, 
it's awesome. And I didn't at first. When I did my first couple ultras, I just kept my head down and kept to myself. It was just like, ultra on your left and seemed competitive. Yeah. But it's so awesome to talk to these people who are doing their beasts for the first time, yep. hearing their stories, mm-hmm. telling them what's coming up next. So, like, they can, be, like, mentally prepare for it. And, like, it's cool, too, because then, like, groups will try to start running with you a little bit. I've had such... Some of my greatest experiences racing have been the second lap of an ultra when I'm just like talking to people and then it distracts me and then I'm like, oh, I just did another mile. Like, yeah. Yeah, I try you, to do that too. You just get lost in it and it's it's fun. I like it. Yeah, I try to do that too. I always try to tell, you know, good job, you know, keep it up, you know, everybody I pass, you know, because it, it gets me out of thinking about what I'm doing and in turn you might be helping them not be yeah. thinking about what they're suffering through too as well. Absolutely. I've gotten some of the funniest reactions. I'm just, I'll come up to group and I'm like, oh my God, hey guys, how's it going? We have a turn coming up in an uphill. And they're like, who is this crazy happy chick going like, yeah. through? And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, if you need help, let me know. And they're like, wait, you did a lap of this already? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, how are you smiling? And I'm like, because I'm talking to you guys. I'm like, what's up? Like, let, let's just let's just have fun. So, yeah, people think I'm kind of crazy with it, but I don't think they don't realize how much they're helping me out. Right. Just yeah. by having conversation with me. Yeah. So, oh, it's exactly it's cool. the same for me. I almost feel selfish by talking to people because <laughs> I'm like, you're helping me by just, you know, breaking my rhythm here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they don't, and they're like, oh, sorry. Like you're racing. And I'm like, no, like you don't understand. Like I, we can have a conversation. It's fine. They're like, but then we need to run. I'm like, yeah, I'll run. Don't worry. We're good. <laughs> How many times have you done the ultra at Vermont and said you were never doing it again? Every time. <laughs> um, no, probably not every time. Me too. So, I, I thought I'd look back to see. I'm also very bad with remembering my races. Right. Probably because I've done, I do so many every year. But right. 2018 was my favorite year doing the ultra because it was warm. It was warm that year. <laughs> I did it pleasant. that year. Um, I think I've only completed the ultra twice and I think I DNF'd once because I think in 17, that's when they sold the Mountain Series, and I was going for the Mountain Series, so I had to do the Beast. I'm trying to think back, and I can't remember. But 2019, I only got through one lap, and then... Yeah, because 2017 was that weird year where they made all the Ultras wear the yellow pennies, or those green pennies, one or the other. Oh, that I did it again. Right. Oh, man. Because... That was the warm year because I had the, the lime green, like the highlighter. Right. I know 18 okay. was warm too, but we wore purple in 18. Okay. So then I've done it 17, 18 last year, and then I'm doing it this year. And 19, I DNF'd. Right. So yeah, I've been on that mountain a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I know. Because I mean, in 19, like, we had to wait, I think we had to wait until, like, 10 o'clock before they did, like, the age group awards. And okay. I and I sat in that lodge, yes. like, forever. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. and Because by that point, I was already back. And, I stayed there to see people and to try to see the Elite Awards, and I think they got pushed back, too. And then right. I was kept hearing stuff about age group because I had friends that were just sitting there waiting. Right. But it was, and you know, and just those memories of sitting in that lodge and even like last year, I remember just going there and uh, getting some pizza and thinking it was like some of the best pizza ever. Or wait, that may have been New Jersey. (laughs) Do you know my pizza story? 
No, I don't. Okay. So last year, um, my girlfriend, Fo, she did the Beast. And she was like, is there anything you want? Because she's like, I'll go back. We stayed, like, really close where we could walk back and forth. And she's like, I'll share her. And she's like, is there anything you want? Because I was doing that ultra. And I was like, pizza. Hmm. So literally... I cross the finish line and she's holding an entire pie of pizza. Oh, that's awesome. Two pies. Sorry, two pies of pizza. And I have a a picture that Josh Josh Gibney, who had his last race as a photographer, um, mm. in New Hampshire, he took a picture of me just eating the slice of pizza as happy as possible once I finished the ultra. But then she had everyone hounding her of where she got this pizza. And, yeah. <laughs> and she had to like not try to give it all out but yeah that was like the happiest like that's what i mean by like fine bring food that will make you happy right because that was this feeling coming into that finish line the couple of obstacles for the finish line and seeing those pies of pizza i was like let's go this is awesome <laughs> that is pretty awesome i know but it's sad because they had like a youtube video of them crushing that lodge and i was like man i had some good memories in that lodge of oh, sitting down and thinking it was so good to sit down Oh, I don't even want to see that. No, because same thing. Like, yeah. I so many memories there. Yeah. But the new lodge looks like it's going to be really cool. They're already showing, like, pictures and how it's coming together on the website for Killington That's Resort. Awesome. I, like, want to check it out, but I don't want to see that video of it. Yeah. Of the I'm, old one being crushed. <laughs> I'm actually excited to see how different the race may be this year. I mean, it may not be a lot different, but, I mean, if we're starting in a different location, that'll be different in itself. I think it's, I really do think it's going to be cool. I know a lot of people worry because a lot of people don't like change. A lot of people don't like not knowing what's going on. But I think that's one of the things, too, that was an old school Spartan thing that we don't have anymore. Of right. Like, not knowing what's happening, not knowing what's going on, and coming into a race and really just going out and experiencing it. Yeah, so, it's, it's the adventure, cool man. It. <laughs> it's the adventure of it all. Absolutely. And that that's, that's, that's what I miss about the old school Spartans. But um, I understand this company. I understand they have to regulate some things, and that's fine. I'm totally fine with it because I just love racing. But I, I think it will be good. I'm hoping it will be good, and I think it will be good. I feel like it has to be. It has no choice. <laughs> yeah, it's like back in the day with the five-mile sprints, you know what I mean? <laughs> the five-mile sprints that were really six-mile sprints that they said were three-mile sprints, and then you didn't know what half the <laughs> obstacles were? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> The good old days. All right. I, it. I, I get it. I understand it. Right. I do miss it, but I get it from a business perspective. And Right. I'm, yeah. I'm still here. I'm still an athlete. I still just love to race, so I'm still going to race. Me too. So what other races you got planned for the race, rest of the year? Oh, my gosh. Um, good question. <laughs> Killington, OCOWC. I'm doing 3K, 15K, and I just – got with a team which i haven't done team oh my gosh since i think 2016 so this will be super exciting who's on your team uh jim delory and josh fury which is awesome because oh, cool. we were all teammates for nor'easter years ago oh sweet so uh we're bringing it back and we're, we're team nor'easter um other than that stadiums come up at the end of the year so this is big park fenway city field I don't know about DECA. I'm, I haven't looked yet because I haven't had time. Right. But I was hoping or trying to plan to do um, 
City Field and then head down to DECA. So we'll see if that occurs. Um, I'm doing an awesome race that I've done the past couple of years called Legends of the Falls. And then flying back for Jersey on Sunday because Legends is at in Alabama. What is that race? So Legends of the Falls, it's their fourth year. Um, if, if, if you CrossFit at all and you know Rich Froning, it's him and his foundation put it on. So it's a four-person team. I guess you can call it an OCR, um, but it's a hybrid because there's it's a four-mile race with eight stations, but the stations are CrossFit stations. Didn't Sean Clayton do that last year? I think Sean I saw, Clayton did. Right. He won it last year. I remember that. Uh, I know what you're talking yes. about now. Sean Clayton's amazing. He's um, badass. His team won it last year. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes this year. Uh, I've had a team. I've done it the past. This will be my third year doing it. I got put on a team who won it the first year, and then they lost one of their chicks, so they brought me on two years ago. But then we lost our guys, so we haven't had our full team together until this year, so we are looking to dominate this year, and I'm very excited about it. Cool. Hey, but what? it should be fun because we have Tara, Tara Jackson, I think, uh, might have a team back there again. Ooh, she's Chris beast. was on that team with Sean Clayton, and Rachel Waters actually has a team, I heard, with Nick Riker and Sarah Woodward, which is going to be a really good time. Oh, man, that's some good competition stacking up right there. Yeah, and I don't know if any of that was secretive <laughs> on your podcast. So <laughs> It'll be okay. Breaking news. Yeah, we got some good teams at Legends. It's going to be a fun time. <laughs> So, out of all these races that you've done, like, how do you, like, what keeps you motivated to race, you know? Because a lot of the people, you know, from way back in the day that started early, like you did, we don't see them around as much anymore. What keeps you motivated? <laughs> I joke about it all the time because I'm like, I'm the last one here. There's, like, a couple of us. Uh, I mean, women-wise, it's like me, Chris Chris Dustman is still around, yeah. who I've been racing with her for years. Um, Rachel Waters has actually been racing for a long time. We were just talking about that last weekend that yep. we knew each other back in like 2014 when I used to come down to Atlanta and race with her. Um, but it is definitely awkward. I feel old, mm. <laughs> old in racing. Um, just because I've been around racing for 11 years now, but I, I love seeing who is coming up. Like knowing that Chris Rogowski is here knowing some of the age groupers that are coming up and starting with a lead or trying to hop into a lead and seeing how they work. I mean, I know, I don't know the last name, but um, my friend Kara is an incredible athlete. She does a lot of age groups. She's trying to dabble in elite, but she always compares her time. And like, she's going to be unstoppable soon. So knowing that these athletes are coming up is just like so reassuring that I'm like, cool i can start taking it easy like i haven't been racing as much this year and it's it's nice to know that there's so many athletes that are coming into this and keeping the sport alive that's cool okay so we're coming up on an hour here but everybody that i bring on the show i always ask them the same questions kelly so to this day out of all the races that you've done and it can be any kind of race oh no what has been your most favorite and why i cannot even mention that (laughs) <laughs> you gotta pick one. Oh, you man. must. I have to pick one. Yes. My most favorite. Yes. Shit. And why? Oh, 
it's gonna seem super cliche <laughs> why would it because initially like right away my like go-to is i want to say this past weekend um there's nothing cliche about that for the whole weekend and only because like going into ocr um i knew i was a runner like i came up from road running and i knew i could do that kind of stuff and I knew I crossfitted, like I crossfitted then too. So I knew I could get through the obstacles and get through the lifting and whatnot. But I, Rockfest this past weekend was the first time that I went into things and I was like, I don't think I can complete this. Mm. <laughs> or I don't know if I can complete this. And like I said, I haven't had enough time to really fully soak it all in and like make sense of it all. But even just overall thinking of, hey, you just put your body through this entire weekend holding an, at least an extra 20 pounds on you, most times more. And you made it, and you survived, and you kicked ass at it. And I I, I didn't have those expectations. Like, I feel like that was the same thing with GoRock Games last year, but I feel like Rockfest just fully surpassed that, and holy crap, you just did that. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like torture, to do the events all weekend yeah. like you did. I mean, just the, the, the it, exercises with all the like weight. You finished and you, you died. You collapsed. You had, like, we were trying to get our rucks off. Like, we could not get our rucks off fast enough after our event to catch our breath. And it was just, like, crazy to, to even say and talk to someone about how much I did. Right. Weekend. Yeah, because when I was hearing him talk about on Mike's episode, I was like, I don't think I could do this, you know, and, you know, wearing a ruck bag and then having to carry a sandbag, it, it sounded, it sounded like a really tough challenge for sure. Yeah. But I bet if you were there, you could. Hmm. And that was the cool thing. Like everyone was getting through it. Everyone was doing it. And yeah, people were taking it out of their own pace, but everyone completed everything. Like, I don't think there was anyone there that didn't complete something that they were set up to do. Right. Um, only the top three teams actually finished the entire event, but there wasn't a team that finished apart and was like, all right, we're done. Right. Every team went to at least the next thing and went until they got told that they were done. So, like, that was cool, too. Just seeing so many people push themselves to these limits that they didn't even know were possible. That is cool. So, I guess you'll be there next year, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And they were talking about other events and these, like, 40-hour events, and I'm like, oh, hold up a second. <laughs> <laughs> My longest event I've done is 12 hours, so let's just ease into this. But, um, no, I will definitely be there next year. Um, go work games, I heard, is go for this one. We're going to get into that again. But I, I that kind of torture, and, and for lack of better words, but that kind of lifting, like, it was a mix of everything I love. So it was cool. And, like, you do it, and you're like, holy shit, I just did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. So now I want you to give me the opposite of that question. What's been your least favorite race and why? <laughs> um, <sighs> and you can talk shit about a race company. We don't care. No, I'm not even going to talk <laughs> shit because I don't necessarily have a least favorite. Um, least favorite just in the sense that it like haunts me again is like, Killington Ultra 2019, I DNF'd. Um, Savage is tough for me because I DNF'd the last two Savages I did, and that's what caused not caused me, but that's what 
told me that I needed soldiers, shoulder surgery. Right. Um, it's a bad and I innovative and it's great. I just know I can't handle them right now. Right. Um, but just that weird, that weird feeling of like, I'm still nervous. Like I haven't done a savagery since 2020, 2019. Right. You still having problems um, so with your shoulder? Things like that, that occurred where like I got injured. <laughs> Are you still having problems with your shoulder? No, uh, no, not really. I have vulnerability. Um, this past weekend, just some things hurt more than others or like more uncomfortable than others. I don't really want to say hurt. More uncomfortable. I have more, the same ability, my strength is a little off. Um, and like for, say, sparring races, like my sandbag always goes over my right shoulder instead of my left because it just right. gets uncomfortable. Hmm. Just like those little things that I have to think about constantly is just kind of annoying. Right. Well, Kelly, I'm out of questions. Uh, do you want to uh, mention like your sponsors and where people can find you on like Instagram or Facebook? Absolutely. Um, I, I'm in like work mode. Uh, <laughs> um, so you can find me on Instagram at Kelly Sully 21. Um, Facebook is just Kelly Sullivan, but there's a million Kelly Sullivans. So hopefully you'll find me. Um, cool but Instagram is where I post everything. Right. <laughs> And then, oh my gosh, my sponsors, at, or oh, I'm an ambassador for, uh, is Beast Gooder. Gooder is the best sunglasses I have found. Uh, that's another thing. I'm like a weirdo with sunglasses, like people who like collect shoes. I have over 100 pairs of these sunglasses because they are the only pair that has worked for me with racing, with CrossFit, with... They're awesome. <laughs> so, Gooder, Riverbend... Alt Red, Honey Singer, um, Tears Brigade, MST is uh, my my other gym that I work with, and they are amazing. And Tears Brigade is just a team of dope athletes that just really crush everything. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to forget people, and I feel bad. Awesome Run Adventures is amazing. Mike and Caitlin are like so awesome, and I'm like one of their sponsored athletes, and they just have taken me in, and they're awesome. So I really appreciate them. That's and cool. I feel like I'm going to lose. Mud gear. Oh, my gosh. I can't forget mud gear. And I think that's my last one. <laughs> Sweet. So when you race, like, so let's say for uh, the Ultra and Killington, are you going to wear, like, the full compression mud gear socks or are you going to wear just the ankle ones? So uh, my new favorite has been their rock and hiking socks. Um, the rock socks are a little thicker in the back of the heel, which is great because I rip my heels off when I run. Right. Which sounds really gross. But that, like, I my heels will blister a lot when I run, so the rock, rock socks have been good for those. And they're, like, the they're not just ankle socks. They're, like, mid socks, which are still good for rope climbs and especially the troopers. Uh, so you're not kind of burning your ankles as much. But those are my go-to. I have, like, 20 pairs of them now. Cool, and I'm I'm totally gonna bum a pair of sunglasses off from you at a race if I forget mine. Since you got a hundred pairs, I I literally travel with at least three or four pairs, <laughs> so I'll make sure to have extra. And that's in my bin. Also, I always have sunglasses with me. So yeah, in case I'll, um, you're gonna be in Kellington, right? Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Find me. I'll bring extra pairs. Sweet. Well, hey Kelly, 
I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Absolutely. This has been great. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Kelly again for taking time to talk to us. If you want to learn more about that RuckFest event, I believe they have a website. And go check out Mike and Caitlin's episode that they did over on Obstacle Running Adventures that came out this past weekend. He did a lot of on-site interviews. And uh, it was almost a two-hour episode. So there was a lot of good info in there if you're interested in this event. And uh, Matt B. Davis also did an episode... Uh, pre-race where he talked to Matt Jones and the other guy that helps him out with the, the event. And he did that, I guess, like the episode or so before. And there was some good info on there as well. Um, I'll be at West Virginia this weekend. Come up to me and say what's up. I love seeing and talking to the listeners. Uh, don't be shy. Also, I know I said, I promised, I probably pinky swore that I was not going to do the Killington Ultra again. Well, I'm doing the Killington Ultra again. I'm pretty sure Scott Lemos has got a video of me at the finish line saying I'm not doing this race again. But I lied. I lied to him. I lied to myself the whole second lap of the race because I said I wasn't going to do it again. I'm doing it again. Uh, It's... My friend Michael and Patrick's fault because I'm a good friend and they're my friends and they didn't make cut off last year. So they're going back this year because they want to try to do it again. And I'm such a good friend that I'm not going to go there and just do the beast when my friends are trying to finish the ultra. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. So it's really their fault the reason why I'm doing it again. I'm doing it for them because I want to suffer through what they're suffering through because we're friends. I'm that damn good of a friend. You hear me? But anyway, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you see me at West Virginia, come say what's up. If you see me at Killington, come say what's up. We'll see you this weekend. Peace. Peace.